You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Colin with. Hey, guys, it's Elliot. And this is uh, episode number 46, where we have another guest here. We've got Johnny Surprise on us with us. How we doing, Johnny? It's good. It's good. And again, it's my real last name. And uh, I, 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 it's uh, something that I. Uh, that was going to be my first question to you. Of, <laughs> yeah, I definitely <laughs> plan to throw something in about that, too, you know? <laughs> well, it's. I always, I always laugh when I, when I think about it, you know, growing up, I mean, it was, it was, I, it was good. It was great. You know, I mean, as long as I was, you know, I had a good attitude and I was a good kid, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I, I, I look back at my, my dad's dad and, um, his parents named him Harry Surprise. <laughs> how, how, how do you do that? How do you name, you know, Harry surprise you kidding so you know he went he went by H8 for the rest of his you know obviously professional uh you know his, his for the rest of his lifetime you know he right you know he didn't like being called <laughs> I mean Harry, Harry surprise so yeah I, I I lucked out you know I I you know Catholic parents uh John and my dad's a John but he went by Jack and they called me Johnny so nice. I didn't have anything you know like you know uh, any any hard uh, nicknames, but I did get pegged in high school pretty bad by the seniors my freshman year, and uh, they called me Smegma Surprise, and they even bought me a Sports <laughs> Illustrated subscription with that name. <laughs> uh, nice. Oh shit! Good yeah, deal. Yeah, so cool. So uh, Johnny, give us a little uh, background on yourself here, and uh, give us a uh, sure. little story here. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a traditional California kid, you know, grew up, you know, playing all three sports, uh, you know, football, uh, baseball, and I was a wrestler as well. And uh, never really, you know, all my running really started in wrestling for cutting weight. And, you know, I was, one thing I always really noticed, I was pretty good at it. Um, but I also wanted to get cut weight fast. So I ran fast. <laughs> and, uh, and then football, we, you know, we had, you know, a mile and a half test. And I always like, was always, you know, top three when we ever did that as a defensive back, um, you know, and I, and I got into this, you know, excuse me, I played in those sports, you know, college football scholarship, you know, played a little bit uh, professionally football. Um, and, but I always watched like, you know, most of us watching that, you know, the Ironman when it aired, it was you know such a big deal. And, you know, it's always that, that weird, 
wow, what, you know, what is that when you don't really know anything about it? It looks awesome, especially to, to us type A's because we know that we can do anything, or at least we believe we can, <laughs> that we can do, you know, whatever's out there, we can do it and do it well. Um, so long story short, got done playing, um, really was kind of lost on what I wanted to do. Got into some fighting, grappling, blah, blah, blah. Uh, got back to California, and I was actually lucky enough to be in the birthplace of triathlon in San Diego. And lo and behold, fast and furious, um, got involved with, Bob Babbitt, Paul Newby Frazier, Kenny Souza, Paul Thomas, you know, Rock Fry, Paul, I mean, all the legends that are still, you know, still out there, Mike Riley, you know, I mean, I used to ride with those guys and uh, they got me introduced to it. And um, lo and behold, you know, our, our sports marketing firm that I worked for, we started representing Ironman and helped, you know, grow the sport. We brought it to California, Lake Placid, uh, Utah, Arizona, you know, just when they had that North American group. And it was just kind of like baptism by fire. Uh, next thing you know, Kenny Sousa, you know, he used to be the world duathlon champion, put me on a, a, a QR on 650s, by the way. <laughs> so it's like a little tricycle I was riding. And uh, my first uh, triathlon was half uh, the half Ironman Bindman up in Napa Valley. Nice. And I, Paula Newby Frazier gave me her Karima wheels, and I had no idea how to pump them up. No idea. So I just left him alone um, and I went out and did it. And, you know, I did it. My, my built back then was, you know, I looked like a, a linebacker. You know, I was you know, 180, 180 pounds, 180, 82 pounds, something like that. And still benching and squatting and, you know, just being a strong guy. Um, but I got through it. And just like the rest of us, I was hooked. So my second triathlon was Ironman. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, and, which, which one was your first? Uh, Ironman California. And I think yeah. I, I always was, I think I'm up to number, I think this year will be 13 or 14 for me when I do, if Coeur d'Alene happens. So. When Coeur d'Alene happens? Great, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, will happen. It does. It better. But, uh, you know, the, and we'll get into this about, like, about my, my, my post and how you and I met Colin. And, and, and what happened to me back then, not only the seed of, getting addicted to this sport and I'm, I'll be very clear about that but the people that helped me their willingness and how loyal they were to the sport humbled me to no end I mean for years I haven't had to pay for a bike you know for years I, I mean I it was just I couldn't believe the training and, and what people were offering me to, to be in the sport it was just I mean so gracious and and, and that was part of the thing about, you know, staying in it and how, where I'm at today. And I just love it. I just, you know, it's something like, you know, I ran, Lee and I ran this morning, you know, our Wednesday run of six miles. And it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's something that I just, like you guys, I just rejoice and love. So kind of a lot at you at the beginning, but been in it for a while. Love it. Still see myself staying in it for a while as well. And I think the cool. sport so is really unique with- because, I mean, it's, one of the few sports where you could talk to pros and I mean, they're just like us. I mean, and they talk to us like we're normal human beings where if you go up to like a NFL or base major league baseball players, sometimes that's not the case. They kind of give you the cold shoulder, but I mean, I found like the community is very friendly and willing to help out, help you out as much as you, as much as they can. 
Oh, completely. I mean, I, I worked in those other sports and you're exactly right. Uh, I worked in, you know, with the NFL and, and different teams and different players. And it was just, yeah, that's why, I mean, I've fallen out of love for, you know, I, I used to, I was just talking to uh, Malia about this on this weekend. I used to, couldn't wait for, to watch football and college games. And now I'm just like, I just don't even care. I just like, you know, but on the, you know, the pro triathlon organization, you know, the race at Daytona, you know, I've spun to that now, you know, I don't know, four or five times because you know what they're feeling. Right. And you, and you know, those people, what, what they're working for and you know how hard they've worked to get there so you can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So, sorry, I was going to ask, uh, so what, do you remember what year that, uh, Ironman California was? Yeah. 2000. I think it was two. Yeah. It was 2000. 2000. All right. Cool. Yeah. So that was a great course because we went through camp Pendleton. It was awesome. Just awesome. Nice. And so I'm sure you've seen quite a bit of change with the sport, huh? Over this time. Yeah. I mean, you know, not a, not a lot. I mean, it, it's yeah. still always come down to, as, as you know, as a coach, I mean, what you put in is what you're going to get out. Um, but I don't like, so let me, this is a funny story. So in the beginning, we all talked about like, I mean, sitting in these round tables with the former ownership of Ironman uh, with Lou Friedland, and then we brought in, you know, Murphy Ryan Schreiber, who is just a legend as a sports agent uh, with with endurance athletes and, uh, you know, bringing in Rock and Paula and, and Paul and Bob Babbitt, Mike Riley, and just really trying to figure out, you know, really what would be the best course and process to get people involved with Ironman. So get this. In the beginning, we talked about tabling that you had to qualify for an Ironman. You had to complete a half Ironman in under six hours to even sign up. Mm-hmm. And, and because the things that we're running into is that they were really afraid of was, you know, and this and right now this sounds you know ludicrous because, you know, we want everyone to do it. Uh, but we wanted people to be safe and be educated. Like we had people that were and did surveys that didn't even know how to, you know, like I, my first, I just said it, my first iron or half Ironman, I didn't know how to change my tire. I didn't, I, I, I know I didn't even pump them up, you know? So what does that tell you? What type of person I'm going to be on a bike course, you know, could be kind yeah. of dangerous. And that was in the beginning, that was their, their concern. And they really wanted to make people qualify. But then lo and behold, what they figured out real quick was the almighty dollar drove everything. And, uh, as now we know where it's at today. Yeah, I think we'd be in trouble if uh, we stuck to that sub six uh, rule here. <laughs> yeah. No but doubt, it's true. But, I mean, uh, this sport is so complicated. And I mean, we all started somewhere. I remember my first triathlon. And I mean, I literally, I didn't have a coach at the time, didn't have any idea what I was doing, was just watching people in transition because I did not know what to do. So I was just pretty much copying what everyone else is doing. <laughs> But you're yeah. right. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah and, you know, and back, and back then kind of the theory was finish it. Right. Right. Finish it. So you want to do another one. Right. And, and do well and, and, you know, be really, you know, excited. And, and so you stay loyal to it. That was I, I, I can't remember. I was Mike Plant who passed away, uh, I think, two years ago. Um, he was the originator of the Valley U.S. USTS uh, triathlon series. 
and he had a really great quote. He said, loyal to the sport, world of sport. And, and he talked about that, and he was just really an ambassador to get people to say, look, it, enjoy it. Get your family out there. Make it more of a community, more of a lifestyle, how it started in San Diego on Fiesta Island, you know, with doing their first triathlon there. We're just making a community of it. And I think that still holds true. I think we can, you know, I think the three of us are in three different parts of the country. Um, we've seen Ironman kind of fall off a little bit. You know, it's not like you have to rush to register like you did, you know, five, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and the communities have, have, have dwindled down, I think, because of obviously trail running and different ultra marathons that are out there, kind of a new wave of endurance sports. But I think that the concept and the, and the, and the, and the camaraderie and community of Ironman athletes is still there. It's just not as prevalent and as strong. I think it was as it used to be. So is that what's kind of kept you in the sport for the last two decades? I mean, I'm kind of Facebook stalking you right now and it seems like you do a lot of other activities such as skydiving. And I mean, you've played a bunch of other sports in your life, but I mean, what, what's made you stick to triathlon for so long? Well, I, I think it's, it, you know, and I, and she's probably going to hate me for saying this, uh, but Malia asked me a question. This is prior to her, um, her presentation she did uh, the other day, uh, Colin, that you were that you that you listened to, yeah. and she, you know, she asked me about you know why I train and why I move, and uh, and I've been asked this a couple of times, you know, but I've never really dug deep into it, and you know, I I'm I'm a, a recovering addict, and uh, and it, it's really, you know, you see all those little catchphrases or statements whatnot about you know running's my therapy running is my mental you know this is my therapist a lot of that is true but back to iron man it's a commitment for me it's a goal and it rides shotgun to me with my um with my addiction and when i'm when i'm doing great boy my training's doing great right and if i'm if i'm if i'm struggling with some type of personal issue you know family, life, relationship, what, what have you, I know it's there. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, you know, how are my, my drugs of choice used to be there for me. Now I just, just switched it. And I'm, I, you know, I, I feel very confident in admitting that, you know, I just, a lot of us just rotate our addictions. But one thing I know about when I go out for a run or I get on the bike, I know I'm going to be better for doing it. And I know that, you know, whatever it was, was pinching me, or, or, or keeping me up is going to go away because I'm going to work my way through it and the endorphins are going to kick in. And I'm going to find a way to, to work it out. Right on. I want to focus on that, but let's give a little uh, shout out and plug for, for Malia here. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, that seminar she gave and uh, some of the cool stuff she's doing? Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, I've known Malia now for over three years and uh, we met when I had my, after I did Ironman Maryland, I had my hip uh, surgery and she was, she was my physical therapist and, you know, I was, I was really struggling um, before I got in to see, to see her. And then once I did, I mean, the things that she did for me is, was amazing. The modalities and different treatments that she did for me and got me up and going. Um, but now she's, she's on her own now. She's got her own, her own uh, clinic and she's been taking, she took this class and it's obviously on strength and breathing. And I started it about nine weeks ago. And um, the, the micro movements, the understanding how to position your, your rib cage, 
in their hips. Along, also, and then tying in the, the movements, the, the strength and mobility exercises. When I started the program, I was stuck at um, my two by 20 minute workouts on wattage was at 220, 225. And I, you know, and I, I was struggling. It's just weird. And like now I'm up to 250 <laughs> within nine weeks. And I'm just humming along two by 20 minutes, 245 to 250. Like 220 is like my warm up practically. And it's because of how she's worked with me on my position on, on the bike. It's not getting refit. It's just, you know how we get in that lull when we're in the aero bars and we'll drop our belly and we'll sag and our scapulas will collapse. I mean, it's just readjusting and being aware of that and learning where, how to breathe. And her programs that she's been putting together, you know, they're not just cookie cutter, they're individual based. And, um, I mean, I think you heard it and you saw some of it on, on the, on the presentation. Um, it's, it's, it's not that complicated, but let me tell you, it, you got to dedicate yourself to it to make it work. If not, you know, it's not for you, but she's done a really great job with me and a couple of her other, you know, her other patients that she's working with. And hopefully it'll catch on to some other traffics that we're working with, but uh, it works. It's pretty solid. Just, just not the guys in, in your guys' age groups at uh, Coeur d'Alene, right? Well, that's okay. <laughs> to make, that it makes it equal, right? Then we'll see really has the, the desire. And I, right. one All thing right. I know is my, mind, my mindset, metal tough, toughness, I, uh, I'll beat anybody any day. So. Right on. Cool. Well, we'll put the, that in the show notes here. Um, people can check out Malia and the, the program there. So that's cool. So awesome all right so yeah let's let's go back i mean yeah we, we can kind of circle back to how you and i connected so you know you saw the article i think on on slow twitch where you know i i talked a bit about my struggles with addiction which is you know it's interesting actually I'll, one thing i'll say is you know i've never really been one that i've i've hidden from it but at the same time i haven't really been super proactive about it and really kind of you know leading with that so um it was it's i've definitely been kind of owning my story a little bit more lately and uh have connected with a few people that uh, have had similar challenges and things, and uh, you're certainly one of them. And uh, it's been really cool to connect with you. But um, but yeah, I think that uh, with I'd like to hear a little more about you know your story, your challenge with addiction, and kind of what maybe you've changed you know by switching addictions, which I definitely agree with that Iron Man, like you already said a little bit here, is an addiction. Um, but what that's that's kind of done for you here. Well, I. You know, the, the biggest thing with me is, you know, I had a relapse. Um, I had a relapse uh, uh, a year and, and, yeah, a year and a month ago. And it was, it, it was, it was unfortunate, but it was really fortunate because, you know, I was sober for 13 years or whatever it is. I, I, you know, like a lot of my, you know, my people are, hey, it's a blip. And I'm like, no, it's not a blip. I did it for, you know, I, I knew it wasn't there were some things that I still hadn't taken care of. Um, and I think a lot of us, you know, suffer from some form of trauma and, you know, PTSD from our younger lives that, you know, if you don't get it worked on, even in, in even when you're, you're still sober, it's going to come back up at some point. And I finally acknowledged it and, and did some work on it. And it came out like it does, you know, like you and I kind of talked about and shared that if you don't, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not right, <laughs> it's going to come back out. And um, I'm glad that it did. And I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, I didn't lose much from it. 
um, you know, how those con- consequences can be really horrible for us when those things happen. Um, and, I, and the greatest thing gift that I gave myself was, okay, this happened, meaning, you know, in my, in my life. And now I can work it out and talk about it and feel good about it. And, you know, and not, and not change my course and, and stay true to who I am. You know, I put a lot, I put a lot of others first before myself. And a lot of people say that's a mistake, but I'm okay with that. And that's kind of how I live my, my life and my lifestyle. Um, because I know I'm in a good place. And when I'm in a good place, that's, I, I'm, I'm great. And if I get into a bad place, now I have a really great set of tools to, to fix that and, and to make it work. And I'm not afraid, afraid of it anymore to, when I'm feeling bad to dig in and do the work. It's just like, you know, when you, when you sit there, like yesterday, I had to do my uh, five minute FTP test. And I hate that one. That one is just, it just sucks. It's just the worst. And there's really, there's not a lot of relevancy for us as triathletes to do it, but I had to do it. And I failed the, the, the first two times I tried it because I felt my heart rate was getting too high. And yesterday I just got in the mindset and said, look, it, you got to do this got to get it done got to do the work and i did and better for doing it (laughs) yeah yeah nice so um but even prior to that even you you've had some challenges you know obviously relapsing but uh or i guess maybe this happened during that but you've had you've kind of been doing ironmans and been in triathlon and also been um challenged by your addiction as well correct oh yeah i mean in 2000 before I got sober, 2005, I can't remember, before I ran Wisconsin, you know, I, shit, I drank, you know, two bottles of wine and vodka, and I think I smoked <laughs> before the race, you know, and the next thing I woke up at 3.30, you know, race time, I'm like, okay, guess I got to do this now, you know, and that, that was, you know, I think the water so- sobered me up, but man, I was, I was wrecked, and I, you know, I, I finished like at 12.36, as at the time, it was the coldest Ironman on record. It was like, I don't know, 49 degrees. It rained the entire time. And I really looked at that going, God, what a piece of shit I am. You know, I'm just sitting there feeling sorry for myself. And look what I'm doing. And I still did it. You know, fix this. You know, and, I, and again, I wasn't an, I never was an everyday guy. In fact, there'd be times I didn't drink for like six months or even like close to a year. Um, but again, as you know, Colin, it's, it's the, the root causes that makes us give us those triggers. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say, you know, that I'm an, I'm a, I'm an addict and I, and I'm, and I'm really proud of myself for, you know, I hit it too, man. I, I really hit it for a lot of years. I, I wasn't comfortable with saying, telling people because I was just so ashamed because I knew underneath what caused it. And I just, you know, I, I just wasn't ready. You know, and you know, you hear that a lot in our rooms, right? Until you're ready, you're ready. Yeah. yeah I mean, I still, uh, I guess I'm happy or fortunate to say I haven't, uh, since I've definitely had my, my nights uh, that I've, uh, gone after it pretty hard, uh, even after I've gotten into triathlon, but never the night before a race. That's for sure. Especially in Ironman. Uh, <laughs> so, man, you know, that's, that's pretty uh, epic though. You finished in. <laughs> 12 yeah. hours <laughs> right i mean i, I think that yeah validates you know uh 
mindset is so powerful and you know well actually i mean even you're telling yourself even during it what a piece of shit you were right so you wasn't i guess yeah. all positive mindset but at the same time you set out to do it and you still were able to pull it off and i think if uh, you didn't have those kind of experiences and mental toughness there i don't think that would have happened for most people no i don't know were you on the beginning of uh of malia's zoom when she introduced me like she kind of told the backstory a little bit yeah. of me yeah, I mean, like last year, you know, I um, I think it was six or seven weeks out before Ironman Florida. You know, I'm in the shape of my life and really gunning to, to, to qualify, do well. And I go out and I never run in the dark. And my buddy always runs in the dark. So I went to go for a run with him and shit, mile and a half, I step in a pothole, I break my foot. And um, I'm like, God. And so I, I have Malia working on me. I have her mentor, Pete Garber just treat me around the clock every you know i got all this great care and a lot of pumping me up you're going to be fine you're going to be fine you're going to be fine well um you know i i got off the bike you know i could i could not run you know and transition to swim so I, I really lost like 15 minutes 20 minutes really about between the swim and the transition hopped on the bike had a great bike and uh, I'm, so i take off on the run and it was really great because Malia was right there with me and we and we're running. I, I, I don't know. I think it was like mile three. And she's like, how are you doing? I go, I feel great. I feel great. You know, flipping away. And all of a sudden I took this next step and it just popped. It broke, broke, rebroke it. And I just looked at her and I said, go have your day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I still, I still finished. I got in under, under 12 hours, but good grief, man. The, that, that was brutal that i mean i was ah man i can't even describe that pain so what and, made you keep uh, going i mean you got you at that point you're a multi multi ironman finisher you know you kona's obviously off the books at that point if you're slowing down like that and things like what what kept you moving well i, I again it just goes back to who i am i just can't quit you know, it's just like, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I, I you know, and I don't want people to think I, there's nothing wrong with quitting. I mean, there, I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to happen. It's happened to me one other time before. And I had a mechanical, I've had different things in marathons. It's going to happen. Yeah. But at that point, I'm like, you know what? I, I just, I just, I got to get through it. I got to get through it. I just, I, there's a, there's a switch that makes you quit and there's a switch that keeps you keep going. Right. And that, that switch was so much more powerful. And I was so proud of, you know, Malia was just jamming, you know, and you don't want to be a part of that team, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend are racing, have, we have a down for a little vacation. You don't want to be the guy that goes back to the condo without the medal. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you don't want to be that guy. Right. And, uh, and of course, you know, I mean, you could probably ask her. I'm sure she'd say the same thing. I'm she's glad I finished, you know, and I thankfully I didn't do any more damage to my foot than it already right. was, but but again, it's just who I am and it's my DNA. Uh, get it done. Uh, very cool. Very cool. And so what um do you try to kind of encourage or have you worked with, with other addicts to try and get them into the sport at all? Here and there, um, I mainly, you know, I, I always, I've coached <clears throat> over the years. I, I never charge anybody when I coach. 
and I, because I just want their dedication and, and their commitment. And that's enough for me. I mean, that's how I, that's what happened with Malia and I, and, and she was about to quit and got her involved and she's not an addict, but you know, she gave me her all and she ended up winning her age group in Wisconsin. And then obviously then I coached her through to a great day at Kona, but addicts no, I mean, I, I reach, we collectively, uh, yeah. So I, long story short, not in Ironman. I've done a few with marathoning, um, but not so much with, with Ironman fluttered with it, but you know, man, this is a different beast and it's, I mean, and it's some, some of us have a harder time dealing with our own addiction than, than adding another addiction on top of it. So I'm very cognizant of that. If they come to me, yes, but I don't go out and I don't search for it to answer questions. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the reality of it too, is a lot of people, depending on how deep in the hole they are, they, may not very well be able to afford um iron man and even getting into it and uh i have a friend slash client that uh has been a correction officer for a long time and now he's uh works helping out people and uh he's tried to get some people in the sport and have helped him a little bit a, a bit with that as well and uh we've definitely had our challenge with it it's just hard to get people off the get going a lot of times when you know there's limitations financially and and just trying to get back on track so i feel like it's it's something where we find people that they've kind of gotten back to um normalcy i guess maybe not the right word but people that are heading back in the right direction and then they really latch on this and that can really help them to strive and get themselves to the next level just personally yeah i mean 100 percent. i mean I, I you know and there's you know they too that we're up against you know, just the landscape of our, our sport has really changed. There's a lot more competition. I mean, um, you know, from the, um, what are the, what are the, it's right on the tip of my tongue, you know, where you, these, uh, the warriors, what is it called? You know, you're going through mud. Yeah. Yeah. Tough mudder. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and, and that's, you know, there's so much, you know, this society now is, it's so much about instant gratification and, and those races really believe, you know, kind of, you know, promote that where like during the race, you can stop for a selfie, you know? And, uh, I mean, and I, I, and, and what I've noticed is, you know, obstacle you want, right? (laughs) Yeah. And a lot, a lot of time is, you know, our sport means that you have to do work. And I think, the, uh, these other sports, you know, just to go out and do it recreationally, uh, is so much, so much more appealing, you know, you know, for them to get, you know, to get involved and do something on the endurance level. So. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think those events are a good place to start because I mean, it is, I mean, you know, triathlon, it's so intimidating and it's, it is hard to start. And I mean, I remember, starting out in the sport i mean i had no idea what i was doing i was just reading a bunch of books but i'm like i still don't really understand anything i even remember writing down the distances and i'm like all right i think i could bike 56 miles i think i could run 13.1 miles but i don't know but i i really think i mean even like my co-workers i got into running and we did a one of those muddy buddies together and they're fun but it's <laughs> you're right they're totally different than iron man or pretty much any other triathlon that you would sign up for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like I said, there's, I think it's great to have options. And like, just like you said, maybe they, there's crossover where they'll, they'll come over and they want to try what we do. 
Yeah, I definitely think so too. It definitely could be a good first step and people, you know, it does take some dedication. I mean, you can certainly kind of go off the couch and finish one of those, but obviously not going to be the same case for an Ironman. So, um, you know, that's, that's definitely a piece of it, I think for sure too. Yeah. And then I, Elliot, Elliot, I think you asked me about other sports. Yeah. I, I really like, um, the crossover, like, you know, I wrestled as, as a, you know, I was a coach and, uh, I'd like kind of moving around in the winter time. And I, and I think the more you mix it up and, you know, like just with more muscle confusion for our sport, the better you are. Right. And, uh, and doing different things to kind of keep up because what I, what I feel is, is a lot of people get so involved in our sport they go over the top and they get burnt out so quickly. Yeah. So you look at that, you know, they get, they just get, and you know, the skydiving thing was on my bucket list for years. Uh, I really, boy, that's a dangerous thing for me to get involved with, man. I, <laughs> I wanted that to be a, that day, that was my birthday present. And I wanted that to be a merry-go-round. I, I was like, let's go. Can I go like 10 more times? Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, I really, really enjoyed it. But, uh, but I think the more, that's what I, you know, that's one thing I do like about those other sports though, is to get people to cross over and, and see how valuable and how rewarding, you know, triathlon, you know, really at any distance is, I mean, it's, you know, every distance is tough, right? I mean, it's, it's and I think, uh, and that's why I like doing a little bit of different things. Um, yeah, and like I think a few, like three years ago. And I think like with any other competitive sport, I mean, it, it is a process. So, I mean, you can't just wake up and do it. You know, you, it's a day in and day out. You got to commit yourself. So, I mean, I think, I mean, that's why Ironman training, it's, it takes, it's very, it's a very time consuming process and you have to recover day in and day out and you have to train hard. And I mean, your result is the work you put into it. And that's exactly what other sports are all about too. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it, exactly. That's, you know, my, my, my thing about it is, you know, what I, what I, what the only thing I, you know, this is Tom, Tom Brands, you know, uh, every side wrestling coach, you know, only thing that his quote is, you know, only thing you deserve is what you earn. You know, I mean, you got to go out and earn it. You know, you got to go, you know, Colin, like going into Florida, right. You knew the work that you put in and you probably knew in the back, not probably, you definitively knew what you wanted to do. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I definitely had some very specific goals and things that I was shooting for in that one, no doubt. And it definitely visualized that quite a bit during my training for sure. And you got it right. Got it. I mean, you got the desired, desired outcome that, that you wanted. And, and, and that's, that's the other key motivator for me is that you know, I got a great coach likes to fly under the radar the success he's had with his athletes is just just crazy um i mean only does a handful a year and i've known him for about 15 years and he finally started coaching me last year and it's just a blessing this guy he's exactly the type of guy that i needed to to be coached by because for years i never i never was coached i just did my own thing um and I just knew how to balance my lifestyle around it. And, 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 you know, I wasn't chasing the Kona dragon at the time. And, and now the last few years I have, I have time to do it. So, and I know I can do it. Been there once. Let's go back, you know, type of a thing. And, um, and I've surrounded myself with really good people who like to, or chasing the same goals, which makes it a lot easier. <laughs> you yeah. know, 
what's the uh, what's the try scene like in in minneapolis it's still pretty strong you know when i came here it was just amazing um you know at the at the pinnacle and the peak and you know we're we're involved with we're on gear west's tri team one of the one of the you know top shops in the country for for triathlon and, and everything and and we're lucky enough to be on to get on that team and it's still you know it's it's not what it was in the heyday but it's still pretty strong um lifetime fitness triathlon is more now more of a family event not as hardcore as it used to be with pros um and a good chunk of people still just you know sign up and do ironman wisconsin because it's only you know four and a half hours away and uh, but we have some pretty pretty fast people you know just like in every state before we got some good ones here or stand out and, and make make it there, you know, make it uh, towards the island every year. So um, it's good. I wouldn't say it's it's, it's great, but it's good. Um, yeah, cool. And and you as an athlete, uh, what would you consider your strength and weakness from a swim bike run perspective? Well, right now before COVID, boy, my my swim. You know, I was the guy that only swam 14 times before an Ironman. <laughs> And just was fine. Okay, let's let's keep in that 110 and 112 range. We'll be fine. Um, and Malia finally said, you know, why don't you try Masters? And I was terrified. I don't know how to flip turn. I have, you know, on the 10, on the, I have, that's like Chinese. Today. What are you saying? And I got in the, I got in the pool with her and I was in the, the lane that the women have uh, like flowers on their caps. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Um, and, aggressively, huh? No, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, you know, and and swimming, you know, probably 148, and you know, and then all of a sudden, um, I'm down, you know, in the in the low, you know, the one 128, 129 now, and I'm just loving the pool. Then COVID hit, just you know, you know, when they shut us shut us down a month ago, and uh, so right now I think my bike is always strong. I don't, God just gave me the ability to ride like a friggin' beast. You know, I love it. And I still have, and I keep getting stronger. I mean, my, my numbers show it. Um, what I, what I need to get going is, but I think, I think we found the, the issue with, with Malia's program is that my, my low back would really kind of mess me up. And then my hip when I would run, so it always falter, you know, like around mile 15, but I think now I have the confidence that I can go out and just, you know, I mean, I feel so good with this program that it's just only going to get better. And right now, like when we ran this morning, I said to her, I, go, I feel like I can do anything on the run right now. Okay. You want me to go hammer do six thirty? Here we go. Let's go. You know I mean? That, that kind of, uh, I, I feel so confident in my abilities with it. So, and I just wanted it all to come together in, in June in Coeur Lane. And I, I really feel it will, if I stay on this path. Very cool. Nice. Have you done Coeur d'Alene before? Never. Cool. Never. Uh, Malia did it the year that it was um, essentially where they raced on the sun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so she, she needs to go back. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, maybe Elliot can so give a little advice. Elliot's, Elliot's done that one before. Oh, Elliot, you've done it? Yep. And I'll be there. I'll hopefully see you there. Just hoping it happens. It will. Oh, happen, you're doing right? it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, nice. I live in I live in Seattle. So 
yeah, it's just a five-hour drive away. That is well. We we still we're those late bloomers that we haven't gotten our place to stay yet. Oh shit! So. <laughs> well, I think well, there's plenty of there's your, plenty of places to stay there. And yeah, if you ever need advice, uh, shoot me a message and I can give you like the course profiles and everything because I've done that race a few times now. Oh, you have. All right. Well, yeah, we'll have to get offline and and, and ch- chat a little bit more about it. Yeah. A little strategy session. Yeah, Elliot, Elliot gets a, a couple courses and he just holds to those. <laughs> I stick to my good luck courses. You know <laughs> well, that's a good thing. I, you know, I've done Florida, I think. I think I've done it three, I think I've done it twice. I can't, I don't know, two or three times. But one year I had a DNF, my uh, derailleur cable snapped on me at mile 62 on the bike. And so that, that ended my day. Yeah. Couldn't yeah, really ride. Yeah, ride like to mix them up a little bit i've done a i think what have i done uh tremblant i think is the only or i attempted arizona twice i guess uh, the only ones i've really attempted multiple times uh outside of kona um yeah you've, you've done 17 i've done 17 total yeah 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 you're not an addict I, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I, as elliot can attest to uh Every year is my last. <laughs> or I say I'm going to try and uh, tone it back, but uh, it every year is your last. Back. But you just got an endless pool in your basement, and you get more equipment every single year and new bikes. So, yep, you're not quitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I do love it. There's no doubt about that. It's uh, you know more of the challenges around uh, fitting everything in, but uh, it's uh, it's all good. Well, you know, I, like I said, I've met some really great people in this sport. Uh, with a last name like mine, I can't burn any bridges. You know, and I, I like to pay it forward as much as I can. And I think you can see by my new, you know, this, my Instagram page is, you know, it was brought to, you know, I, I was asked by multiple people in the sport that I've worked with in the past and endorsed. They're like, just do this on your own and bring that community back, get them together. And, you know, you can see by your story that we did on Monday and the traction that you got from it and what's happening with it. And I'm just, I just super excited to continue to, to get, to bring more people into the sport and, but also get more recognition, not only for, for us athletes, but also all the brands that support us Um, and, you know, getting the story out there because I think, a lot of people, you know, that's the thing that's missing in advertising is really the roots and the story and the background of the people behind um, not only the brands, but also the, us, you know, us three that are behind, you know, you know, that have, have families, have lives, have all these other things, but we're, we're committed to this sport and we want to make it better for, for everyone that gets involved. And um, it's kind of, that's, that's, that's my mission in the next, what I say, the next three to five years is to continue to, it doesn't need to grow. I don't think the sport does, but I think it needs to be recognized um, about the, the good people doing great things um, for the sport. And I think, you know, that's really what my, what my drive is right now. And like I said, I really appreciate you guys having me on this as well. It's. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you on that. So, when you say, you know, progression in the sport, like, do you consider this, you know, the PTO forming and what's happening around that for the professionals going to be like a huge 
you know, changer and potential, uh, you know, improvements for the sport, or you mean more with the age groupers? I, I think, I think this PTO was like awesome. It's that the sport needed that so bad, so badly. And I think that's just going to keep growing. Um, I, you know, I, those eight, the, excuse me, the, the pros need it. Ironman for years has just not really done a, a great job supporting the pro triathletes at all. Um, I've talked to a couple of them that are going to be featured on, on my, on my page. And I asked them that I had one that competed or two that competed at, at Daytona. And they said, gosh, you can go to Kona and place in the, you know, 10 and you're barely even covered, you know, anything. And these guys, you know, everything was covered. I, I think they paid, you, you got, you paid even if you finished last at PTO. All right. Um, so I think, I think the unique distance is a great idea as well. Again, what we said earlier, options, right? Different, different options. And I think that, I think it's going to intrigue um, age groupers as well to get them involved. Because I think if PTO and Ironman like actually work together, it'd be a great, great, great thing, right? Because I don't think PTO is ever going to go that long distance. I think that's the, that's the, their length that they're, they're, they're stuck at and they like, and I think the pros like it. Uh, But to answer, you know, long answer, is is i think it's great i think it's just going to make things better for our sport you know uh, to have someone else you know have a have a competitor always makes it better yeah no absolutely yeah i'm pretty encouraged by it too well and uh i i'm hopeful i I did hear in some of the videos that uh leading up to the race that you know they're trying to expand that and offering that at other tracks around the, the country and stuff. And uh, I think that would be really cool and, and good to the sport if we could pull that off here. Man, that'd be tough to on a bike, wouldn't it? Jesus. I, I, I did the, the original um, Super Frog um, before Ironman bought it on Seal Base Coronado. And we had to, boy, let me tell you, toughest Iron, half Ironman I've ever done, ever done. It was insane. You know, you, you, you swim in the you know same part of the ocean that the seals train in. It's not warm, um, so you, you know you do two loops out out on the Pacific, and then you jump on your bike and you just did loops on the base. And you and they closed the uh, one of the runways for us. And we I think it was like eleven loops that we did, and then on the run we ran um, man, you know the beach just like the seals and then through the ice plant and then up on the grounds and then we did this loop i think it was four loops and unforgiving just brutal just brutal but like i said the, the, those loop courses boy you really you got to make sure you have a proper bike fit for those because you're not coming you're not you're staying in the arrow for the entire time yeah yeah that's cool cool well yeah um Really appreciate you coming on here and uh, sharing your insight and hearing your story. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely put some follow-ups in here and maybe uh, get you back on again here sometime soon. But uh, um, keep fighting the good fight and uh, and sharing everything here, man. Much appreciated. No, I, I really appreciate you guys. And this is kind of a fun, fast friendship that we're building. And anything I can do to help you out with athletes, let me know. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We will be back uh, sometime soon here and uh, probably be 2021 at that point here. But uh, happy holidays if we get this out in time. (laughs) And uh, we'll talk soon. Looking forward to an exciting 2021.
All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Cool.